you've got 24 hours to make a decision. Are you going to play in this game or aren't you? The game just changed. I talked to you yesterday about an article that I read in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, talked about car chip crisis extended for years. There was an S on the end of year there. And I guess I didn't really understand the severity of it. I said in there that, that in fact, that Ford had 20,000 vehicles sitting in a parking lot. Must be a very large parking lot. And I said it was in North Carolina. It's actually in northern Kentucky. Um, and it's because they can't get semiconductors, chips, to make those cars work. I said that my BMW had somewhere around 200 chips in it, but my BMW is a 2016. Those trucks have 3,000. Those cars have 3,000 semiconductors that operate multiple systems within that car and gather data on the car. But they can't get them. Why can't they get them? That's what I want to go into in this video and why I want to share with you that this is of utmost importance that you educate yourself as quickly as you can. Why do I say you have 24 hours? Because in 24 hours, the stock market is going to open up again. And people are going to start reacting to this. That A week ago, no one was talking about the blackouts in China and their inability to produce chips to take care of cars. Well, we have since figured out that it goes far beyond cars. It goes far beyond chips. As I said in my Saturday video, it's going to come down to who's going to control this world's economy. You will remember the president of China declared it would be them. And then Joe made the statement, not on my watch. And now Joe's asking for $5 trillion. Joe hasn't come out and said that the security of our nation is dependent upon what we do in the next two years, but you've got 24 hours because the market opens and you're going to start seeing the effects of that. And in this video, I want to give you my insights and tell you what I'm going to do in the next 24 hours and then the next week to make sure that I profit off of what's about to happen. Okay, that's what this video is about. It don't get much more exciting than this, folks. I'm not your financial advisor. I'll be right back with you. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. We've been talking about cars and semiconductors, but Nita came to me and said, we need a new toaster. Uh, we've had this toaster for years. I said, you better go get it and get it quick because there aren't going to be any toasters. 
in Bed Bath and Beyond in the very near future or wherever else they sell toasters. There aren't going to be heating and air conditioning units available if yours breaks down this winter. They're going to be in short supply. If you find one, it's going to be very expensive. Expect that new furnace to increase in price by 25 to 40 percent. There aren't going to be, I think it's Samsung announced they won't be introducing their new phone. It's because the supply chain is broken. Semiconductors are certainly a part of it, but the supply chain is broken. And thus, we aren't going to have what we expected. 5G is built around semiconductors. But the reality is they aren't available. China is, whether because of lack of coal or because of design, they aren't going to be there. So everything's going to go up in price. That's inflation. That's inflation at, a, at, at its greatest. Then you add to it a real estate crisis that's going to happen in China, and now you have a bubble burst. You have, and then you have interest rates going up, and you have a collapse. Is this a collapse that will equal the one we had in March of 2020? Well, what caused the March of 2020? And I think most of you would say the corona crisis. No, no, the corona crisis did not cause that crash of March 2020. It was fear. It was not the corona. It was fear. Now, the corona crisis caused the fear, but it was fear. And as a result of that, our stock market, our S&P 500 dropped over 50 percent. Now, I'm going to ask you, what is, we, we, we know what a 50 percent fear looks like. It's a, a threat that, that a disease is going to spread across the nation and people are going to die. This is a threat that the security of our world, of our nation, is imbalanced because we have a broken supply chain. Now, yeah, yeah, uh, it's cars aren't going to be manufactured and used car prices are going to go up and you aren't going to be able to get toasters. But that's really not the issue. The issue is our supply chain is broken. The security of our nation is at threat. So if you accept all that, if you accept that your used car is going to be worth more than a new car because you can't get a new car, and the whole world is going to get upside down because our supply chain is broken. How are we going to fix it? And even more importantly, how are we, probably not, not more important, importantly, how are we going to benefit from it? Well, the first thing I think you need to recognize, we need to recognize, who are the players? Who are the players in this? And, and what are their roles and what are the consequences of their roles and how can the game change? Saturday, it's Saturday today, so this is, this is like strategizing for a football game. 
who who are the players, who are the who have what are their skills, and how can we win this game? Okay, here's a list of the largest manufacturers of chips by revenues. You're probably going to be a little bit shocked here. Intel is the largest with $73 billion worth of revenues relative to uh, chips, followed by Samsung, um, and, and you can read the list. What's interesting there, if you, that, if you add those all up, and these aren't all of them, these are the top whatever, that, that comes to right at $301 billion. Of that, $159 billion, or 53% of it, are U.S. companies. Well, then, Kerry, we don't have any problem. We control this. No, no, I wish that were the case. Um, I wish that were the case. But the fact is, even though that's where who makes the money off of chips, this graph here, this chart shows you the share of new chip manufacturing by country and region. And it goes back to 1990, and, and the U.S. is that blue block. And notice U.S. block, size of block, just keeps getting smaller and smaller. And down on the bottom, you see this one um, way on the bottom, and that's China. And, and look at how, and, and, and be aware, the China one, 19 to 2000, is the tiny, it's a, just a very tiny little bit. That They look the same, but that's Taiwan above them, and then Korea, and then Japan, and then Europe, and then the U.S. No, China's that tiny little block between 1990 and 2000. Now look at China over here in 2020 to 2030. They're up to approximately 45%. Between them and Taiwan, which is just a little island just off their shore, they control something in the neighborhood of probably 60%. That's where the, the, the problem lies. We manufacture all the, look at this chart here. This is the U.S.'s share of chip manufacturing segments. How is it that Intel and Qualcomm and NVIDIA make all this money, but they don't manufacture the chips? This shows you they do 85% of the chip design. So, so the knowledge base is in the United States. The chip design intellectual properties, they do 52%. The, the equipment that is used to manufacture the chips, they make 50%. But the actual manufacturing here in the United States is 12%. And then chip making materials, 12%. So you see, what we did was create this industry, and then we gave it away. Why? Cheap labor. Cheap labor, that's just kind of the way we do things. We, we took all the manufacturing. We, I mean, it's the same with Nike shoes. Nike is a U.S. company, but they make their shoes in India and, and uh, China.
So how is it that we got snookered on this? How is it that we got outplayed? Because again, look at the look at the the the, the size that China was 20 years ago in this game and then how they are now. Now they're the dominant player. How did that happen? Look at this chart. Comparison of government incentives. China, it's all the way out here on the far right, they give away land. You want to come build a plant, Intel, to, uh, or, or Qualcomm, to, to make your chips? We'll give you the land. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll help you with the construction and the facilities. Look where U.S. is the blue dot. Look, look how, where they're at. Um, we'll, we'll help you with the equipment. We'll help you finance and buy the equipment, the equipment that is made in the United States, but we'll help you pay for it. And you can see Taiwan and Asia, that, that's Taiwan, India, whatever. Um, help you with labor and benefits. You'll notice this little brown dot's always on the far high side. Whereas then tax, uh, tax reductions. This, this, this is crazy. This is crazy. China's way up here, tax reductions, about uh, 75%. U.S. says, nope, no tax. In fact, we're raising your taxes. We're not going to give you any incentives to build these chips that run our cars and our toasters in the United States. We're not going to do that. You're an entrepreneur. You figure it out on your own. We're not here to help you. We got snookered. State reductions, they step up. Property tax reductions, again, that's state. But nowhere in here do you see the federal government coming up and saying, we'll help you get this done. We, this is important to us. Why is that? Because we are a two-party system. And that two-party system you only win if you're in power, and it's a win game, and you're not figured into it. It's them. They win or lose. What happens to you and me really don't, doesn't matter. Whether, we, whether Nita can find a toaster, do you think Washington really cares if Nita can find a new toaster next week? No. Do they care if you can get a new car? Obviously not. They, they sold us down the river. So... There we are. That's where we're at. What are we going to do about it? Well, I can't really move the government as much as I'd love to. I wish this video would go viral and somebody would put it in front of Nancy Pelosi and, and, and the other crazies up there that said, hey, it's not all about you. It's about those people back home that need to buy a toaster this week <laughs> and, and need, need, their, need, need jobs. I mean, we, we control this business, but we put all the labor over in China and, and Taiwan and India and other companies. India is more of telecommunicating and things like that. So we got outplayed. So, okay, Joe's asking for five trillion 
he's held up that disc that looks like a 33 album that's how they make these semiconductors. And I think Joe, Joe, give, a, give Intel a call. Tell them, hey, we'll help you finance this. Um, give, uh, let's see, who's the next one on here? Qualcomm, Broadcom, NVIDIA, Texas Instruments, a call. Tell them, part of that five trillion's coming to you. Start breaking ground. And oh, by the way, we'll give you the land. We'll help you uh, buy the, your own products to manufacture it. That's what's going to happen. So that's my take on what's going on. What am I going to do about it? I have confidence that we're going to solve this problem. And I have confidence that some of these stocks are going to crash in the next couple weeks because the world is waking up that, that uh, Intel's not going to have the profit that they have had in the past because China's not shipping their semiconductors. Uh, you're going to see a crash in Micron, in Qualcomm. I believe, that's my take on it. So I'm wanting to position myself to buy those stocks because then when, in fact, and it may take years rather than months, they're going to spike. And there's going to be some players I don't know about. And I'm going into a category I don't know a lot about. So I'm going to need a lot of help. And that's where you come in. I have a tribe. I have a group of people that I meet with. On Friday, this last Friday, we got together and we talked about this. They know about the, the 20,000 cars and they know about Qualcomm and, and, and NVIDIA and tech, that we've been talking about this and we've been preparing for this. And so we're about 48 hours ahead of you, okay? What I wanna do is get your help. I wanna invite you to come to our next meeting. Our next meeting is going to be on Thursday. It's gonna be at, uh, let's see, three, one o'clock, one o'clock Central Standard Time. We'll have a Zoom meeting. We'll invite everybody who's part of our Discord to become to that meeting so we can then gather more information about this and create a strategy as to how we're going to literally take advantage of this bad situation and profit from it. We're going to work as a team of hopefully thousands to figure out not only where is Intel, Qualcomm, Broadcom, Texas Interest Instruments, and NVIDIA going to play in this, and the other companies, but who are the ones that we don't know anything about right now? Who's, who's going to be the, the NVIDIA of, of, 90, of 2020 whenever? Who's going to be that? Who's going to ride in on the big white horse and save this situation? That's what we need to know. And if we do, it's going to pay, it's, and it's going to pay big. Because again, it, I, I did an interview way back in 19 with Jim Rogers, and Jim Rogers said the key to investing 
is to discover undervalued assets before the market discovers them. Well, how do you do that? You put your heads together. You put as many eyeballs on the table as possible that are searching, and then you gather that collective knowledge, and you share it, and you make moves on it. That's, that's why my editors crashed uh, last week, because J.P. Morgan did some research and made some conclusions that their I-whatever drug didn't meet the standards that they had hoped for, and they issued this information to their primary um, investors before they did to the general market. So their, their primary investors dumped the stock. That's what we've got to be. As long as we, as long as we function as islands, individuals, we don't stand a chance. But right now, you've got a 24-hour window to either become a part of the team, and ah, you can come later, but you need to make a decision. If you don't make a decision now, you won't. You just won't. That's human nature. But this is an opportunity as is biotech. This, and this is not really an opportunity. I want you to understand it about semiconductors and chips. This is an opportunity relative to supply chain. I mean, Nita can do without a toaster. You can do without a pickup truck. But you can't do without our national security. Let's take this one step further. If our supply chain is broken and we can't get semiconductors, they can blackmail us. They can shut us down. As I said in my Saturday video, when Bretton Woods met in 1945, after we put down Hitler and, and Japan, World War II, they decided this can never happen again. And the way it could never happen again is that we control the seas. And so the United States went about building the, the largest navy ever seen in the world. We, hold, we have more aircraft carriers. We have more drones. We can kick your butt until we can't, as we've learned we can't. But the next war isn't going to be fought from an aircraft carrier. It's going to be fought by controlling the supply chain. It's going to be fought by saying, you can't have any more semiconductors until you give us what we want. It's the way it's going to work. So the United States has got to change the way they do business. Those people in Washington, D.C. need to stop fighting each other for their little nugget because they ain't going to have any nuggets if they don't figure this out. Okay, I get excited about this. I'm sorry I rambled on here. I'm approaching 25 minutes. That's much too long, but this is important. Again, if you want to be a part of our phone call this Thursday where we discuss this further and we dig deep and other people share their opinions, go to Best of Us Investors. Give me your name and your email address, and then I'll invite you, invite you to join our tribe. And I really want you to think about that. This is where it's at, the power of a tribe.
You don't need to do this alone. And I suggest you don't. Talk to you again tomorrow.